On today's show, we get into Stephen A's rant, our surprises and disappointments, and the race for MVP. You know what time it is. Lace them up and lock in. J-J-J-J-J-W-J. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode six of the JWJ podcast. It's your boy, Shane. I'm going to pitch it to my boy, my shooter on the wing, Mr. James Washington. What it do, what it is. Yeah, what's going on, bro? Look, I, I, I'm i going to take a little different approach today, man. First off, I'm doing great. I hope you're doing okay. I know um the, this winter weather that we're all catching right now, I know is hell for you. But um, I hope you're staying warm, doing okay up there. Um, Covered I, I, in snow in PA right now. <laughs> yeah, I I can't imagine, man. I, I can't imagine. But make sure you stay in, stay warm, and um, just make make sure you're good. That that's number one. Um, be, before we get into what we what we want to talk about today, I I gotta throw something out here. Um, so check check this out, man. So. Actually, before so before I get into my story, really quick, I got to shout out my boy, Mike Percy out in Vegas. Um, I've known this guy for decades. One of my best friends, you know, quite honestly, not even a friend. I mean, I look at him like I look at you, man. I, this, this dude is a brother to me. I love this guy. Mike, when you hear this, you listening. I love you, bro. Thank you so much for the bite. So, Shane, I got to hit you with something real quick. High school sports we're used to hearing about you know the the idea of a two-sport athlete somebody excelling in multiple venues um there's one in particular that i gotta mention today because i actually was not aware of this young stud so back on january 6th uh bishop gorman had a game in la as a part of the coastal catholic classic showcase you already know how i feel Gorman is a school that I try to pay attention to because I went to high school in Vegas. Gorman was a school that used to give us the business every time we went up against them. Um, a lot of big names came through that school. Uh, remember Bison Dele back with the Bulls, uh, CJ Watson, Zach Collins, Shabazz Muhammad. We A lot of big guys came through the school. There's been some solid product coming out of BG. Um, so on January 6th, Bishop Gorman took a very, very slim loss in overtime to Archbishop uh, Riordan, the Crusaders out of San Francisco. They lost 82-81 in overtime, right? Ouch. Right. So, But the reason I'm bringing this up, though, is because of one of their up-and-coming players. They have a sophomore named Jet Washington. Of course, I'm biased, given the last <laughs> name, but that has nothing to do with it. So follow me on this, Shane. Jet had an outstanding game. As a sophomore, he finished with 33 points in the game. In fact, he hit the game-tying three to send the game to overtime. Talk about ice in the veins, right? Right. Now, here's where the connection gets crazy. We talk ice in the veins, hitting the dagger to send it to overtime. 
he finished, keep in mind, with the number of points that he finished with, 33. Now, the reason I mentioned the two-sport athlete thing is apparently Jet is also a dynamic receiver and safety on BG's football team. But the big thing that I wanted to point out is Jet Washington, again, remember the number of points he scored as a high school player, he scored 33. Do you by chance know who Jet Washington's mama is, Shane? I don't. All right, so follow me on this. Jet's mother is a woman by the name of Sharia Washington. Sharia's maiden name is Bryant. Hmm. Jet Washington, this sophomore stud, in L.A. dropped 33 at a game where they got invited to Crypto.com Arena, which I will always refer to as Staples. And after he dropped 33 in high school, he looks up in the rafters and gets emotional when he sees his uncle's two jerseys hanging. Yo. Jet, Jet Washington is Kobe Bryant's nephew. Sharia Washington, formerly Sharia Bryant, is Kobe's sister. This dude just went and dropped 33, and obviously now you see why the whole high school and 33 reference is significant, right? Right, right. Kobe rocked the number 33 at Lower Marion in high school. Can't make this up. I had no idea this was going on, so again, I'm going to say, Mike, when you hear this, Shout out to you. He knows I'm a diehard Laker. Mike, thank you so much for this because I had no idea, man. Shout out to you, bro. Yo, man, that, that's that's a hell of a story. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you hit me over the head with that one. Mike, Mike was clutch <laughs> with that, man. And that I told clutch. I told him as soon as he sent it to me, I was like, dude, I'm shouting you out on the next episode. Thank you for that, dude. Yeah, that that's yeah. I that's that's one of those like did you know like crazy yeah <laughs> I like that I like that <laughs> so yeah, yeah man. man like you know going from that story we got we gotta we gotta get to this we gotta get to this 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 pipe bomb promo that you know <laughs> in the spirit if you're a wrestling fan you know CM Punk is back so this is fun um but high fourth he, wall high fourth wall um, but yeah, so if you've been, if you've been following the news and, and stuff going around social media, we all know about Cat Williams setting the Kings of comedy on fire Woo! and it down. Yeah. Like he, the way he went in on Steve Harvey and all these people, like he, he was, he was taking no prisoners. Gave Cedric the business. So in the spirit of and Ricky Smiley, he roasted Ricky Smiley, bro. And Ricky Smiley, and <laughs> and, and D'Angelo Russell even called a stray. <laughs> which, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So in the spirit of of airing your grievances on people and going the hell off, we got a similar rant with Stephen A. Smith, the great Stephen A. Smith. Deciding he didn't had enough, and this time he's not talking about Mario Chalmers, who's a dead dear friend. 
and the father of my unborn son. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> that he shouldn't have arms to shoot a basketball in the fourth quarter. <laughs> but no, so the fact that we had Cat Williams go off, we got to bring it into sports now because Stephen A went scorched earth Man. on Jason Whitlock of Fox Sports. So James, take it away. Listen, so it, you you know it's a big deal when – so both of us, of course, my wife and I, we both follow uh, The Shade Room. Shout out to The Shade Room. If y'all hear this, promote us because we're promoting you right now. Do Let's do each other a favor. But um, my wife actually reached out to me when Stephen A. first put out his warning and was like, yeah, I'm finally going to respond to this fat um, – we're trying to keep it PG, but fill in whatever you want. By saying it's so, a warning, that, that that automatically gives me like Eminem diss track vibes. Listen, I don't want to be like this. Now, but so my wife actually sent me the Instagram message and was like, yo, did you hear about this? So we talked about it for a little bit and I kind of filled her in. I was like, um, I was like, yeah. So a lot of people think, and this was before the names came out. And it was like, a lot of people are assuming he's going to be talking about Jason Whitlock because he didn't mention his name in hilarious fashion. Um, he was like, you know, I'm assuming it's going to be Jason Whitlock. So my wife is asking me, she's like, so what, what's the problem with this Whitlock dude? So before we watched Stephen A's response, I showed her, like we pulled up um, one of the last segments that Whitlock broadcast where he actually mentions Stephen A. We literally only watched it for five minutes. Now, mind you, my wife had never heard of this guy. We watched it for all of five minutes. And within five minutes, my wife grabbed the remote and turned it off and went to go pull up Stephen A's. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was like, but you didn't hear what he said about Stephen A yet. And she looked me dead in the face and was like, I didn't need to. This guy is annoying as hell. <laughs> if somebody who's never heard of this guy can be fed up with this guy in five minutes. Come on now. So, so, so fast forward to the Stephen A stuff. Um, a lot of people have a lot of issues with him. Let me, let me not even lie because that's another thing I got to point out. I say a lot of people, it's not a lot of people. Um, one person and yeah, I'm about to throw a shot in a minute here too. Maybe I'm feeling kind of Cat Williams-ish. Um, most people are saying like, you know, Jason Whitlock had this coming because he's been steady, steady prodding Stephen A for the longest. And everybody has a breaking point. So I don't have a problem with what Stephen A did at all given the fact that according to Stephen A, and there's evidence to back it up, he's been fighting saying anything for a decade. He, he's been waiting so long to say anything. So I don't have a problem with him responding the way that he did. It's like eventually when you, it's the whole thing about like, oh, I poke bears. Well, guess what, Jason Whitlock, even though you're built like a bear, Stephen A is the bear. That's not what you do. 
So <laughs> stop laughing, man. <laughs> stop. Wait, look, I was on I was on a roll for a minute. Go ahead. I'm gonna let you so, cook. I'm gonna let you cook. So so the fact that you pushed him to this level, I don't think people should be mad that he's responding in the way that he did. And the one person that I've seen so far that has been like, oh, what he did was unprofessional, you know, unprofessional, and it was, you know, embarrassing and 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 demeaning and all this kind of stuff. Do you did you see who it was, Shane? I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. It's also a minority reporter that is no longer employed by ESPN. Broussard? No, it actually wasn't Broussard. Oh, really? Go go female. Oh, you female. Yeah, go female. Jamel? No, oh no. Jamel actually took uh Stephen A's side. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So so she who? she yeah, she actually took his side. Who is one of the other prominent female reporters that we had with the company that's not there anymore? I'll give you a hint. Part of it was over what she had to say about Aaron Rodgers and his COVID comments. Oh, uh, Sage? It was Sage, yeah, Shane. Yeah. Sage, who ironically ended up losing her job because you went full Whitlock and said you were offended by the fact that Barack Obama identifies as Black on his census and on his tax returns and you come out and really throw shade at this guy and say that you have the nerve to identify as black when your mom and your grandmother are white and your dad was quote unquote nowhere in the picture you really have the nerve to throw shade at this guy is it a coincidence that you're the only media personality right now that has come to bat for jason whitlock Sage, I Sage, in in Shane, I I have a bald head. I have a beard. It's not quite as full or as sexy as the guy that I'm about to mention, but in the words and in the title, one of the most iconic tracks of my boy, <laughs> Lonnie Lynn, aka Common Shane, I used to love her. <laughs> Sage, yeah, Sage, rocks. Sage just lost me, bro. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, shit, she lost me a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, mm -mm. I used to oh, love so. her. I used to love her. Yeah, so yeah, she can she can kick rocks, and I'll never be salty that she was with the boys in the hood because the way that she acts, she's never gonna go there. But anyway, so about you, Shane, how you how you feel about how how you feel about this? I feel like I've ranted for a little too long. Um, it, it's it's funny because if you'd asked me years ago if I'd had the sage had the sage steel heel turn on the bingo card, I'd been like no. <laughs> but um, you know, but I mean, the fact that somebody's willing to knowing what we know about Jason Whitlock, and just to get just to give y'all a small a small like bit of context about how I feel about Jason Whitlock. Fuck. Anyway, um. <laughs> You can't all do that I'm while I'm drinking, bro. Oh, <laughs> dog. All I'm saying, bro, I almost choked on this water, man. <laughs> I'm I'm not a fan. I've never been a fan. I need uh, to find somebody that's not named Sage Steele that is a fan. 
I, I just, I mean, maybe his mom. I mean, I don't know. I even feel like she might question it. <sighs> yeah, I don't know, but you but know, I'm not, I, I'm not here to bag him. That's... Yeah, I'm, I like, I've never, like, I've never been a, a Whitlock guy. I mean, obviously, you know, he's in my field, and and you know, he he has a name and all that. But you know, I've I've just never been a fan of how he goes about his business. Um, he's shady. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of Whitlock. He's all he's always found a way to get under my skin. And like I said, I don't even know him personally, but I, just seeing him as a pundit, not a fan. So, Agreed. um, you know, it, he he had it coming for a long time. Stephen A. You know, with his own like you know his own podcast that he does. Like he's he's kind of came more out of that shell, and and he's <laughs> yeah. not afraid to kind of give his opinions on other things. Right. Which is hilarious to me because I've I've listened to some of the stuff and and I think I think he's hilarious. I oh, love yeah. to see what what he has to say about other things. Yeah. Um. I'm glad that that he that he went ahead and 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 aired him out in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Like it was time. And I mean, I'm not I'm not um, you know, we've talked about you know, uh, people being bullied and mental health and all that stuff. We've talked about that, so I'm not going to be a hypocrite. Um. I'm not going to fat shame anybody. Right. Um, I understand that. But we've all, we've all been, we've all been in uh, barbershops or we've, we've, uh, you know, we're obviously we're both, we're both black men. So we've, we've heard all kinds of outlandish things that people have thrown at folks. Oh, of course. (laughs) And so the fact that he said, (laughs) I'm, I, I, I got something to say about that fat thing. (laughs) <laughs> and he goes on to call him a fat piece of yeah. Uh, so that that to me just speaks on how fed up he was. Right. It's like it's like it's it's that kind of thing where um and and I and I mentioned this, I mentioned this to wifey in a reference too. I was like, it's that kind of thing where if you're playing it, like if you're on the court, you're playing ball, and the referee will see that like you know, like I threw, like, say you threw a form, a forearm at me, mm-hmm. but they didn't see the four or five times before when I elbowed you in the ribs. So you get in trouble and I don't. That's how I look at this situation. It's like Stephen A went out of his way to avoid all of this. And he just kept getting, again, poking the bear. Right. He, Jason just kept prodding him. And eventually he got to a point where Stephen A is like, yo, I'm sick of this. And you could see that he was over it because the the lead up to the rant, this dude gave us a laundry list of everybody that he reached out to. And he's like, yo, I apologize in advance. <laughs> this dude even, re- he said he even called his pastor. Said he <laughs> called ESPN. He emailed ESPN and let them know. I'm letting y'all know now. This is what's about to happen. Like, that's when you know you're fed up. When it becomes methodical with your response. It wasn't just a spur of the moment I'm snapping. This dude said, I'm about to go off. Let me make sure I cover my bases. That's when you know it's truly enough. Right. And I mean, he went he went as far as to say, like, look, it is in my contract that I will not work with this dude. <laughs> yes. Like it's 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 literally it's literally you just move some name around. It's pretty much the it's pretty much the the Cat Williams rant, except it's Stephen A. and Whitlock and not Cat Williams versus the world. Right. So, right. Yeah. Like it. 
the stuff needed to be said. And I'm glad that he, you know, went out and, and did that. And mm -hmm. I mean, Whitlock seems like the type of dude that people would, would want to stay away from. Cause it's bad news, dude. You don't want to be associated with that. Like you just right. don't like right. the stuff he stands for the stuff he says, he's basically, if uncle ruckus was a journalist, <laughs> so like, I'm good on that. I'm good on that. But, yeah. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, we're going, we're going, we're going, we're going, you know, change gears a little bit. And we're gonna get into you know get into the association. Let get it. So James, we've gotten pretty deep into the season now. We're almost in the second half coming up. You know, All Star break will be here before we know it. So very close. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot to talk about. I mean, there's a lot of surprises, disappointments so far in the season. Teams that are playing better than we thought. Some teams playing a lot worse than we thought. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so we'll get into that. Um, so James, like I'll ask you, like, like. What are what are some of your surprises and disappointments at this point in the season? I it it it's tough when we think of the concept of surprises and disappointments, but I think probably I think probably my biggest surprise I I refuse to acknowledge that crosstown team as a Laker fan, so I'm going to let you jump into that. Um, I think the biggest surprise for me right now is probably how well Minnesota's doing. Yeah. I I think Minnesota's playing outstanding. I mean, they're they're top of the West right now. And I don't I don't think anybody saw that coming. I know for a fact. I mentioned last season when the trade went down that that sent Gobert to Minnesota. I got on this podcast, and if y'all don't remember, go back and listen. Um, please follow us and subscribe. But I mentioned that I didn't think it was going to work. I didn't think that having guys like Gobert and Carl and Anthony Towns on the same team, I didn't think it was going to be productive. I didn't think it was going to be successful. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I would say... If anything, the only reason that this shouldn't come off as a surprise is because, man, Anthony Edwards, bro. <laughs> Anthony Edwards is a freaking beast. Uh, and he's he's really coming into his own as far as the league goes. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in MVP talks, you know, at some point. Maybe not this season. But I think it's just a matter of time for him. But I think... Definitely my biggest surprise right now is probably Minnesota. Yeah, like piggybacking off of Minnesota, like it's interesting to me that their team is number one in the West and there is no one on that team getting any kind of MVP love at all. Um, you know, like it, it's, it, it kind of throws me a little bit because I feel like this is kind of, I think the reason they're not getting that love is because people expect the fall off. It's kind of like, last like last year when we saw how utah started and everybody's like hmm that's different and then you know utah didn't even make the playoff so um you know so the crazy thing about it to me is just obviously it took some time for the go bear towns thing to work um the it and i think i think it's fair to be skeptical of them because you have so much of the what the modern nba is and then you look at what Minnesota has out there. There's not any, there's not really any teams playing two bigs. 
And so they've leaned into Gobert, who's having a great year. He's he's had a, a nice bounce back from you know that first year in Minnesota. I think he's 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 back to his level as being one of the premier defensive bigs in the league. And he's also he's also been there for you know finishing around the rim. I think he's bounced back nicely from you know him basically getting roasted. Um, and like you said, Anthony Edwards has been phenomenal. Like that dude, that dude is he's going to be a multi-time All Star. Um, you know, great career, everything. You know. But like, and and I think, and I think we got to give Cat some love. I mean, we, we like we like to we like to kind of roast Cat a little bit, but no, he's he's been great as well. Um, I feel like I feel like he's changed his game. Like, and that that to me is the mark of a star. If you're if you're willing to accommodate for your teammates and shift what you do in order to make them work or make right. them more productive, more successful, and that's not something that we would typically see from Carl Anthony Towns. Right. So I, I think that's big. I think I think it it's it's the understanding that he's not the best player on that team. I think the sooner that they Ooh, basically I agree with that, as soon as they established that pecking order and they said, OK, Ant's the guy, Cat is two, Gobert's the three, like he's the third guy on there and not even so much in terms of production, per se, even though I think he might be. Um, they got other pieces on that team that are really good. I mean, Nas Reed. I mean, look at him. I mean, you know, I'm you know, being a Mavs fan, we we were we were looking at. I was th- I was listening to a bunch of podcasts saying, hey, you know, maybe they should try to go at Nas Reed. I mean, he'd be a nice yeah. fit and yeah. for a lot of teams. Um, but you know, uh, like I said, I think him accepting that he's not the best player on the team in terms of who should get the shots and all that, it allows him to kind of play more of his own role, which is, you know, spread the floor. And, you know, I think he's looked more aggressive as well. He's looked pretty good going to the basket. He had a big dunk in the game the other day. So, right. Um, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, they, I, I didn't see them being number one in the West at all. Um, and another <laughs> team, you know, if we're, if we're looking at surprises, um, you know, OKC, I think, I think we knew they'd be better. <laughs> I don't think we saw them, you know, especially with Shea Gilgis Alexander being like, you know, a, you know, third in MVP, you know, right now, you know, at this point in the season. Right. I, so I, and we kind of talked about this off the air. Um, the only reason that I don't really consider OKC a surprise right now is because we're finally starting to see what Sam Presti had in mind all along. Um, you know, you pick up a guy like SGA, you know, you get him from what the Clippers, you, you pick up SGA, um, you bring in Chet, Chet gets hurt. Okay. We understand that. But I think that Oklahoma city, and we've teased it for a while. They're a prime example of this is what happens when you plan for a marathon and not a sprint they're 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 showing right now what being future-minded truly means so the fact that they're doing well right now doesn't surprise me when even last season we saw sga putting up numbers that could be considered mvp standard right like so i don't they they don't surprise me as much i'll tell you I'll tell you something that does um, something that does 
surprise me more is it if if I had to look at it, I would probably say, and and this is just the hater in me, <laughs> I'm I'm surprised that things are working out, and even though they're in the same town, I'm surprised things are working out so well in the sister city. Um, and you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I <laughs> I I'm a little more surprised about and and more kudos to him. Shout out to you, James Harden, for finally landing on a team where y'all win so you don't have to point fingers and ask for a trade. Right. Um, I'm I'm more surprised with what's going on with the Clippers right now. Yeah, they're on a roll. They're on a roll. Um, at this point, and I think they played tonight, but they've won 17 of their last 20. So it's been a complete turnaround <laughs> because you know, we we had a show planned for just the James Harden trade, and then you know, life got in the way. Um, Which just 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 from a creative standpoint, y'all know we always try to go with hip hop titles every now and then. I do have to throw it out there that the title was going to be three the Harden way. Real ones, no. Go ahead, Shane. Right. So like, you know, it it didn't look great because of how how Harden forced his way out of Philly. He gets to he gets to the Clippers and immediately they lose six in a row, and it didn't look like it would work. I mean, you you basically had him and Westbrook as teammates again. You weren't sure like what you were gonna get games wise from Kawhi or Paul George. Both of those guys are playing at, at a unbelievably high caliber right now. Kawhi yeah. is averaging like twenty four six. He's shooting. He's a few. He's a few percentage points like away from a fifty forty ninety season right now. Like right. I think he's shooting about 51, almost 52 from the field, 43 from three, 88 from the line right now. He's averaging 24, six and three and a half. And so, and that's the, that's before you even get to Paul George and Paul George has been brilliant. So, mm-hmm. you know, Ty Lue has made it work and Harden there. They, you know, at first there was a little bit of like, okay, how do we use Harden with Westbrook and all these guys? Like, how do we, how do we work him into the fold? And Westbrook, kudos to him. He this this started when he was you know across the way with the Lakers. That mm. he decided, yeah, me coming off the bench is the best for the team. Ty and- Lue, I'll say for what is worth, Ty <laughs> Lue is a prime example of why coaches in the NBA and in professional sports in general, Ty Lue is a big reason why coaches need more credit. They they get plenty of ridicule. They get plenty of criticism. Ty Lue is a prime example of why coaches deserve more credit when things go well. Right. And, and I think just in a broader scheme, I mean, we've seen, we've seen that with other coaches in the past is like Phil Jackson, prime example of being able to take guys that have egos, big egos and get all those guys to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, Ty Lue <laughs> who played for Phil, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it, doesn't surpri- it doesn't surprise me that Steve Kerr, you know, I was just I was just about other, to say Steve Kerr too. <laughs> you know, Steve Kerr, other than, you know, this year and you know, that one year after everybody got hurt. I mean, he's done a masterful job of making making those egos work too. And mm-hmm. so Tyloo deserves all the credit for this, as well Agreed. as, you know, the players being great. Kudos to Kawhi. He's only missed, I think, four games this year. That's big. Um That's and big. Paul George I, I won't, I won't clown well. him. Yeah, I won't I won't clown Kawhi on, on the load management tip right now because no he's been showing up and and that was always my biggest gripe about it it's like you can't claim to be that top guy you can't claim to be the team star when you're not showing up and 
this season he's showing up. I mean, granted, yeah, I will, I will take it, you know, I will throw it with a grain of salt. Yeah. It's easier to show up when you have three other, you know, potential hall of famers playing alongside you. It, it makes it a little easier to show up, but yeah, he's here. And that's all, that's all you can ask for when it comes to, you know, the, the, the man that's supposed to be your top guy. All right. And, and I mean, like I said, I mean, we, we got to see how, how this goes as far as we get closer to the playoffs, obviously provided health, things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, they're 25 and 14 right now. You know, I think the last time we even talked about the Clippers, I didn't necessarily consider them a, a top four team in the West. No, I don't think either one of them um, did. Just because just there were so many moving parts and factors. Like, we were, we were already mm -hmm. chotting down, like, Kawhi to miss 50 games. <laughs> like, we, right, right. You know, no, like, I... <laughs> so we, we were on that part. So I think just the fact that they are where they are is is a big surprise. I think just, just because you know, the, the pieces are fitting right now and everything's clicking. Now, on mm -hmm. the flip side of that, disappointments, the teams that that hit me right off, and I'll, I'll go ahead and, and say, you know, I love you, yeah, man. You, no, nah, you got – oh, no, go ahead. But so you far – You, you like, know I'm not afraid to be blunt. I'll be honest. Yeah, so the teams right now I think are the most disappointing is Phoenix, Golden State, and the Lakers. I think they're, they've been the most okay. disappointing right now. And, and all of them are in the West, which, I, you know – I think in the in the East for a change they don't have as many teams that are disappointing, but in the right. West the Suns, the Warriors, and the Lakers, okay. I think to me are the ones that that are are drawing the ire of a lot of people right now. Okay, now I'll I'll say out of those three, if we're looking at Phoenix, Golden State, and the Lakers, I you know like I said I'm not afraid to be blunt. I'm not afraid to be honest. Only one of those three teams to me is a true disappointment. And it's my Lakers. It, it, the Lakers, to me, are the disappointment. Um, quickly, looking at Phoenix, looking at Golden State. I'm not going to necessarily look at Golden State right now as a disappointment because every regime has to fall. And, I mean, Clay is a shell of what he used to be. Draymond is finally catching flack for what he's been doing for the last five, ten years. Um, all of that was just writing on the wall. Steph can't do it alone. And Steph, Steph is a first ballot hall of famer. No questions asked, but Steph cannot run a team when he is the only guy. And if you're listening, please understand that is in no way taking shots at Steph Curry. Not at all. But Steph is a system player. He's a player that functions best when he has the right pieces around him as are many players in the National Basketball Association. So Golden State doesn't really surprise me with the way that they're falling off right now because so many of those pieces that function around Steph and help him perform, they're not there. Right. So they're not surprising me as much. And the same thing with Phoenix. When we talked about the trade going down, you know, with Bradley Beal and with Kevin Durant, one of the first things I said was – I wasn't putting a lot of stock in this team for two reasons. I said, one, you're putting three guys on the same team that perform best when the ball is in their hands. Is that we're, we're looking at a situation that was almost identical to the, the big three in Brooklyn with yep. Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie. 
Mm-hmm. The only difference is if you put those two teams head to head, I would still take Brooklyn because Kyrie is also somebody that understands that if he needs to kick that ball to somebody, he will. Right. And I don't think there's anybody on that Phoenix roster that thinks like that. Yeah. So I, yeah, like I think with Phoenix, it, it's it's a lot of what we said. Like they don't have a true point guard on that team, mm-hmm. and basically Devin Booker has been the de facto point guard. When I mean, we saw that their their best success actually came when Chris Paul got there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he was looked at as kind of the scapegoat along with Monty Williams as like why the team failed and why they decided to go and get K- KD and everybody else. Brad Beal, who we we talked about, I think before about you know he's never had like a clean bill of health either. Exactly, and now. And that was going to be my next point was another reason right. I didn't put stock in Phoenix is because all three of those guys deal with injuries. Right. Especially Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal. Like Devin Booker's have crept up a little more over the last couple of seasons, but Bradley Beal's been dealing with his back for years. Kevin Durant's been dealing with injuries for years. And that's a big reason why I'm like, it doesn't matter who's on your roster if they're not playing. So to me, Phoenix isn't really a disappointment because those guys, I don't even think, I don't even think they've played more than 15 games together yet. Right. Like, cause Beal just came back. Yeah. And I mean, he had, he, I think he had a, I think he had a good game. I mean, he had a good game against LA the other day. Of course he did. Um, <laughs> and like I said, I, I gotta give, I gotta give, I gotta give Brad Beal credit. I gotta point out that the, the triple inside out, Oh at, yeah. At, oh yeah. Yeah. He just completely just <laughs> befuddled and 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 just destroyed Austin Reeves, which they went at him constantly at the yeah. end of that game. And that and that's more of the that's where I go into my one disappointing the team in the league. You know, granted it's it's a homer mindset. My number one disappointment is my Lakers. It is because you know, you put the roster together, the roster looks good, but of course you have to deal with injuries. I'm still bitter. I mean, I know it's not anything that's recent at this point. One of the biggest problems, one one of the biggest problems that we're dealing with is that we're struggling. We're, we're struggling as far as shooting goes, especially that's out. Been, that's been the case for a while. Yes, as far as outside shooting, which is the main question, and we talked about it, Shane. If you're dealing if you're dealing with struggles with shooting, why do you let guys walk like Malik Monk and Lonnie Walker? Why why do you let that happen and then you turn around and you deal with issues that could have been handled if they were still on the roster? Right. It's ridiculous. Right. Like it to me Now here let me I'll ask you this question and then you know we'll 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 get ready to to hang it up but like <laughs> With with those three teams, Phoenix, Golden State, LA, who do you feel like who do you feel like has the opportunity to jump up? Because right now Phoenix is in eighth right now. The Lakers are in tenth and Golden State's sitting twelfth in the West right now, which is hilariously mm. uh bizarre. But I guarantee no one feels sorry for them. Guaranteed. No, no. Um so no. of those three teams, which one do you feel like has the most potential to actually do something, you know, come playoff time? easily Phoenix Hmm. I I I, the easy answer for me is Phoenix and reason being um again we look at the Lakers I just feel like the roster is not playoff worthy the the roster is just not right 
if that team was to crack the top eight, I would be genuinely surprised. Um, with Golden State, I think the thing that kills them is one, we all we clearly see that Draymond ain't in the right mindset. We've seen what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Clay isn't in the right mindset and his body's not fully there. And on top of all of that, next in line for me is not even Steph, it's Steve Kerr. You've got to keep a lock on your guys. I know it's not I know it's not all on you. I know it's not all your fault, but as a head coach, you've got to keep a lock on your guys. Right. So I feel like they're dealing with too many in-house issues to where I'm not checking for Golden State either. So to me, out of those three, if I see the biggest run, the only thing is health permitting, I think it's Phoenix, hands down. Yeah. I think obviously LA, they're only a game under 500 right now, but you know, barring some kind of trade that the Lakers seem to just pull out of thin air that, Hmm. you know, revitalizes the team. I I feel like because they have LeBron and Anthony Davis has been healthier than he's been in a while. There's been DeJounte Murray talks, which I'm not excited about, but I'm sorry. I would be, I'd be, I'd be more excited about DeJounte Murray than I am about D'Lo. But if we could move now, now, okay. uh, Okay. I'll backtrack a little bit. If, 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 (laughs) If DeJounte Murray could come in in the place of D'Lo, I think I would like that. He's bigger. Yeah. He, when I say bigger, I mean he's taller. Yeah. Like, and, and the Lakers have always thrived off of tall guys. And, so he, I, and he benefits. He would fit that system as being, like, known as a defender. And they need as many two-way guys as they can get. So he reminds I would, me. I would like that for them. He He reminds me in a lot of ways of a guy like Danny Green. Yeah. He, he to me he comes off as like a younger Danny Green. He might not be quite as adept from three, but defensively, that that would be that piece. And I mean, Danny Green was on that twenty twenty title team, so. <laughs> and I have no idea where Danny Green is now. But I digress. <laughs> I digress. So real quick, real quick, before we before we sign out, the MVP conversation. Right now, Joel Embiid is playing great. Jokic is playing great. SGA is great. Luca, Luca's been awesome. He's missed he's missed a few games here with an ankle injury, but he's been much improved, uh, specifically from three. And of course, Giannis is there. So, if you had to pick a guy real quick, who's your MVP at this point of the year? Jesus, ah, uh, on the spot. Um, yeah. oh man. Yeah, just your pick. You even got to explain why. Just who who do you feel like is the MVP right now? If I got to pick right now, I'm probably going SGA. Okay. I'm probably going SGA. And we'll save the explanation for later. Y'all make sure y'all tune right. into the next episode. I, I would go SGA right now. I'm I'm biased. I would like to see <laughs> I would I would like to see you know what I'm saying I would like to see Luca get into that conversation. I feel like he's definitely Dallas, in there. Dallas right now is in a good spot. The only problem is in order, I feel like in order for him to get into that conversation, they would just have to just start winning like crazy. Right. Um, right now, Kyrie's carrying it. I feel like he probably deserves some MVP love and as that, well. And that's what I was going to say. That to me is what I, that that is the only thing right <clears throat> now that hurts Lucas' chances to me is the fact that, Ky, that Kyrie is playing so well. Right. And it is, it's, it's fun, but we, like I said, we'll probably have a whole other episode about the MVP. We'll go more in depth with it. And we also got to talk about the rookies because that's a compelling thing too. So you guys be on the lookout. We'll try to have another episode out about that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't leave yet because you said you were biased and all this. That's right. So who's your pick? 
So, <laughs> so <laughs> honestly, honestly, if if selfishly, it would it would be nice to see Luca get it. But okay, right now, I think right now I would have to give it to Embiid again. Ah, he's okay. just been he's just been so good. So okay, yeah. okay. Like I said, ex- explanations to come. We'll we'll right. we'll, we'll get to that. We'll to get to that later. We'll get- right. So <laughs> all right. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, if you have made it this far, I want to thank you for making JWJ a part of your day. If you're not already, make sure that you follow the JWJ podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on almost every every platform, including Anchor, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening to us on YouTube, hit like, hit subscribe, and click that notification bell to be notified whenever we release new content. Uh, personally, we're also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter uh, at the JWJ Podcast. You can follow me and James individually. You can find me at It's a Thomas Thing, and you can find uh, James at Title Towns Mayor. If you'd like to weigh in on the topics we've discussed today, drop us a comment, shoot us an email at the JWJ Podcast, leave us comments on Instagram for a chance to be included in a future episode. So with that being said, until next time, thanks again for your support, and thank you for tuning in to JWJ. Jay. Mm-hmm.